Midwest College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Koreans and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, catering your office party we are the best of barbecue las vegas style the great west college hockey podcast is a part of the icetimehockeywest.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and stephen marsh all right well welcome in hockey fans indeed it is the great west college hockey podcast it's a wednesday night this is when we normally talk acha hockey but tonight is a very special day in the hockey world. It is free agency frenzy day, as we like to call it. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado, as we're getting a beautiful sunset over the Rockies. My co-host, as always, from that wonderful, glorious city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are you tonight? Well, it may be just a little less glorious today after what the Golden Knights had to do again this <laughs> offseason. But here I but here I thought, Scott, we were gonna here I thought we were gonna talk a whole hour about UNLV's schedule, but I guess we got more important things to discuss this week. Yeah, the darts are already being thrown at your picture on the podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> What no, else is new? No. Uh, we'll we'll get <laughs> we'll get back. <laughs> We'll get back to ACHA hockey, I promise you, next week. But uh, with free agency falling today on a Wednesday and all the action going on, and, of course, our new show, the Pro Hockey West Report, on uh, YouTube airing every Thursday night, I thought, you know what, tonight maybe we need to just dig in and talk about the uh, the action going on in the NHL. Certainly, It was pretty quiet. It was West. pretty quiet today. It was quiet yeah, today. Was it? Yep, most of us were sleeping. Um, and not really paying attention to our Twitter accounts or doing anything like that. <laughs> or yeah. some of us were working like, like you and I, and uh, we're watching Twitter as we worked. <laughs> yeah, the multitasking. It's a great okay. thing, so, especially on days like today. I, I was, I, you know, Twitter can be have its moments, be good and bad, but uh, days like today, it's really, Twitter can be a really, uh, good tool if if you you know if you get all the the legit sources but because you, you can just scroll through twitter or go to the certain sources that report all this stuff and you can see everything kind of in a nice nice feed there instead of trying to chase it down on different sites and and websites and things like that it's all 
right there. You just got to make sure that they all have the blue check mark, which we're trying very hard to obtain uh, to make sure. Yeah, when we get our blue check mark. But we're working on it. Twitter, are you listening? Uh, help us out here. Come on. We've been around a long time. Anyway, well, they got other battles right now, Twitter does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. A uh, couple things I want to get out there before we start digging into the uh, the Western Conference and what's happening. Uh, first of all, our uh, our uh, text message line is 303-943-3772. You can text us before, during, after the show, and Stephen and I will do our best to uh, to answer any questions that we can if we get them, I have got the phone in front of me, so I can see the questions as they come in. So if you uh, feel like you want to text something in, a comment or a question, go ahead and do that. 303-943-3772. The other thing, Stephen, I was looking today at uh, all the different things going down with the teams, and I noticed two things that I don't think a lot of people are familiar with. And I don't know if you are even, because I wasn't. Um, there's three levels of uh, unrestricted free agents. There's a group two, there's a group three, a group six, actually four, and then there's just the plain unrestricted free agents. But were you familiar with what each one of those represents? Well, why does it jump from a group three to a group six? Where's four, groups four and five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew that was coming from you. <laughs> What's anyway, wrong with number four and number five? It's like it's like we know why we know why hotel buildings and other office buildings skip to number thirteen because of the, the bad mojo that the number thirteen can provide. But what's wrong with the number four and the number five? I love it. No, I wasn't I aware it. of it. I was I actually just okay. was seeing that too as going through the the tracker on the NHL side and yeah, I noticed well, those different groups of free agents and that was new to me too. I have it. I have the reason here, so let me explain it uh, as best I can. The, the big one is group two, and that is, uh, I'll read it word for word. Players have been tendered a qualifying offer by their respective clubs and are subject to draft choice compensation and right to match. The draft choice compensation scale is based on compensation offered by the new club. So if you are a, uh, I guess that would be restricted uh, free agent, um, what basically happens is, there's a breakdown of what the offer would be to you. So let's give a let's give an example if we can. Um, let me see if I can find one real quick. Um, hold on one second here. Okay, um, for the Vegas Golden Knights, Nick Hague is a uh, Group Two free agent. So if somebody wants to sign Nick Hague, and they put in an offer, and first and foremost, the Vegas Golden Knights have the uh, ability to match that offer and keep him. However, if they let him go, based on what his compensation is, they will get a draft pick. So it's, if it's more, if it's below 1.3 million, there is no compensation. If it's 1.3 to 2.1, there's a third round choice. Uh, 2.1 to 4.2, second round choice, and 4.2 to 6.3 is the first round, first round and the third. So it kind of goes based on the compensation on that. So that's number two, group two, if you will. <clears throat> the unrestricted free agents in group three. Players have qualified for the group three free agency um, at age 27 or older with at least seven accrued seasons and are deemed to be unrestricted free agents 
which means that they do not have a current contract in place. Um, just to give you an example, again, I'll use the Vegas Golden Knights because they're close. Um, Johan Larson uh, is one, um, and, and that's probably the biggest one. He would be a group three unrestricted free agent. Um, and then if you go to the group six, because we're skipping four and five, we just don't like those numbers. Anyway, uh, group, group six unrestricted free agents are players that qualify for unrestricted free agency having met the requirements for group six free agency. This group is defined, defined as players whose contracts have expired. They're age 25 or older, have completed three or more professional seasons, and in case of a player other than a goaltender have played fewer than 80 NHL games, um, in the case of a goaltender, they played fewer than 28 NHL games. So they would be the group six guys. Um, I'll try to – Vegas only had one. Um, so let me see if uh, – Shane Gurch is uh, the only unrestricted unre free agent in group six for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Are you, so, are you looking at the right team? Because I have uh, – for Vegas, it would be Gage Quinney is the group six uh, UFAs. Uh, who am I looking at then? Because um, – you're looking, oh, at, I think, I, look, Washington, I, looking at I think you're caps. looking at your caps. I'm looking at Washington. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The unrestricted for We Vegas don't want to confuse our Vegas fans. Would be, here. Yeah. Would be Gage Quinney. Gage Quinney, okay. right. And then the final group. The final and then, group. And then go, go, back yes, your, go back to your group three UFAs, too, because I think you, uh, that got mixed up, too. Uh, Sven okay. Berchi, Jake Bischoff, Matthias okay. Janmark, and Riley Smith would qualify that. Although there's the news on Riley Smith, which we'll get to, but, but that's your yeah. group three. Okay, good catch, because I uh, obviously was moving my fingers quicker than my brain. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> okay, so the final group is unrestricted free agents. Those are players that were not tendered a qualifying offer and and are therefore unrestricted free agents, not subject to a right to match or draft choice compensation. A lot of those players are uh, your rookies, your, uh, uh, an unrestricted free agent for Vegas this time I got it right. Jack Dugan, Dylan Ferguson, Brett Howden, of course, we'll get to him too in a minute, and Ben Jones were all listed as unrestricted free agents. And that group has the ability to sign with anybody they choose, and uh, nothing can be done about it. Um, okay, so hopefully that explains a little bit if you weren't familiar with it, because uh, there'll I be just, a quiz. I, there'll be a quiz later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So anyway... Um, we basically talk about the West uh, in the AHL and the NHL. And a lot of times this time of year, not a lot of times, every time, uh, it includes players that are under contract by the big club and maybe have two-way contracts to, uh, to play with the AHL affiliate or the NHL affiliate. So um, I'm just going to go right down the list here and we'll, we'll pluck them off in alphabetical order as uh as they fit our geographic area. So if you're on the uh, NHL free agent tracker, you want to follow along with us, great. Steven, if you're there, you can see what I'm looking at as well because I'm starting with the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, it, some teams were very active. Some were not very active. Some chose to keep their own players. Some decided that they were going to go out there and uh, make some splashes. And some teams uh, just lost players to other teams. So, I think we put the Anaheim Ducks in the category of not very active. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, not very active as of right now. Now, we should mention that this is not the end-all, be-all. This is just the start of the free agency, and, of course, it continues throughout the summer. But as of the first day, uh, not very active. The only two uh, that have signed today were uh, Ryan Strom signed a five-year contract with the Ducks, and uh, then you had pulling that up very quick. Uh, and, of course, he comes over from the uh, the Rangers last season, so that's a nice pickup for the Ducks. Uh, really good terms pickup. Of, don't know the terms of that yet, at least according to the NHL side. I'm sure maybe other outlets have comp- are reporting numbers. But, um, but, yeah, he signs a five-year contract with the Ducks. So last season had a career high, uh, 54 points, uh, 21 goals in 74 games with the Rangers. Uh, had nine points, seven, uh, two goals, seven assists in 19 Stanley Cup playoff games and helped the Rangers get to the Eastern Finals. So they've got Ryan Stroman. And the other uh, deal that was signed today was Fetrano. Uh, th- this was actually a – yeah, this is a, a Frank Fetrano, a uh, three-year deal with the Anaheim Ducks today as well. And he came from the uh, Rangers and Florida last season. There was a trade involved in last season that got him to New York. And he had, let's see, he had 32 points in 71 games between the Rangers and the Panthers, 13 points, eight goals, five assists in 22 games after he was acquired in a trade by the Rangers. So so those were the two uh, signings today that for the Ducks. And, and then the Ducks did lose two players from the Group 3 group. Uh, Vinny Letary signed with Boston, and uh, Andre Suster signed with Minnesota. I hope I got those right. Sorry, guys, if I didn't, but... Uh, so that's what happened. Here's here's the and thing. I, and I see, and I see Ryan gets last name on that. Don't get excited, uh, Ducks fans. He is retiring, as far as I understand yeah. it. So yeah, so that's that's just a formality. It's just he's because he does have a contract. Unless he pulls re- a Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, unless he pulls a Tom Brady, but but he's scheduled to be retiring. So um, so there's so a won't. name, Stephen, on the unrestricted free agents that I know you and I both like a lot. Uh, Lucas Alvarez. Uh, I thought he was great with the Henderson Silver Knights. Um, interesting to see if Lucas resigns with the Anaheim organization or if he moves on. Yeah, I know that it was uh, he was with the Golden Knights organization, spent some time in in Henderson, and uh, ended up they agreed to uh, let him let him go. I guess there was that that last season. I think it was in the middle of the season, and then he ended up on on the Ducks organization, played with San Diego. And uh, was was uh, on their team, uh, the San Diego Goals, and yeah. So now he's a he's a free agent, and it'll be interesting to see if he comes back to the Ducks organization, or if he goes to another team, or maybe he goes back and plays overseas again. I, I don't know, but uh, he's a, he's a good good young player, and didn't work out for him here in the Vegas organization. And well, it didn't, to... it didn't work out for him in the Vegas organization, but shout out to Ken Bolke because he was a favorite of Ken Bolke's. <laughs> Ken, oh, that... if you're listening, that's oh. a shout out directly to you, my friend. Oh, and if, <laughs> if, you're a fan, if Ken is a fan of you, that's, a, that's top notch. Uh, exactly. Okay, so that's Anaheim. Let's jump up to the Arizona Coyotes who are next. Um, here's the interesting thing with the Arizona Coyotes. Um, when you look, they, they've made some noise. They signed one, two, three, four, five, six players. A couple were their own. Um, Laurent Duffin, Duffin was uh, a player that they had at one point and uh, is back with them now. Uh, Bugstead, Brown, Stetcher all signed contracts with the Coyotes. But as near as I'm seeing, there's a whole lot of one-year contracts. 
that doesn't tell me that there's a lot of trust or stability. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting situation because if you get if you get a one-year deal, it's just kind of like you just, you know, one year, you just, you don't have a lo- any long-term stability. Um, you know, the Coyotes, we, we know their situation there. We, we don't need to dive into that, but it's just... You know, I, I, I guess it. You know, it's it's interesting that they don't want to try to lock up anybody long term, and these guys are a lot of these guys are probably just uh, excited that they're probably going to get a chance to play in the NHL and 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 be able to do that. But um, you know, the, these guys aren't like the top of the top of the league. So um, you know, one year deal I think is is fair. Um, well, I, yeah. I think uh, Bukestad and Stetcher are two guys that can make an impact with the Kyries. Sure. Uh, Stetcher's a really good defenseman. Bukestad, a really good two-way forward. Um, and then, like I said, Lauren Dufont, they really like him. And they I think they sent him out in a trade maybe for Alex Delchenyuk a while back. Um, or, or I can't remember for sure who it was. But they now have the opportunity to get him back and sign him to a one-year contract. Amama, Imama, they really liked down in Tucson. And uh, signed him again, so he'll probably be an enforcer slash uh, forward for uh, the Tucson Roadrunners. And the uh, interesting is they signed a goaltender today. They signed uh, John Gillies to a one-year two-way contract uh, from the New Jersey Devils. So interesting that the Coyotes had a couple of years ago three top-notch uh, goaltenders in the NHL, and now they're down to just. Uh, None. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the times change. It's just kind of the, the the swirling of the the times in the NHL. I mean, I mean, we look at a goaltender that the Coyotes had and Darcy Kemper, and he he ends up going to Colorado, wins a cup, and now of course he's somewhere else. It just, it just Auntie seems Ronta, like Auntie Ronta with uh, the Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like you come and do your time. In Arizona, Aiden and then you Hill. <laughs> you get Aiden you go Hill on to greener pastures somewhere else. San Jose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So John Gillies, so John Gillies is going to get a one-year two-way contract, and and he's going to have an opportunity to play either in Arizona or Tempe, I guess, or, or at go to uh, or play down in Tucson. And uh, I'm not sure which is a better situation there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, you might play okay. in front of anyways, but. <laughs> but the, so he'll play a year I or two. Yeah, you know where I was going with that. A year or two in Arizona, and then he'll maybe can be a good get, get his numbers good, and be, get, people can get a good look at him. And then then maybe he can, when the market you need a good good goaltender, maybe he can be somebody that other people will have a look at. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the unrestricted free agents. Uh, the one that jumps out to me is Kyle Capabianco, uh, the nephew of. Uh, behind the mask of Randy Exelby. So uh, Kyle being an unrestricted free agent, it'll be interesting. Uh, he's gotten a lot of opportunities with the Coyotes. Uh, sometimes he's looked really good. Sometimes he's been looked really good and gotten hurt. And um, so, you know, hopefully Kyle will be back. I mean, but if he isn't, he's an unrestricted free agent. So he can go anywhere he wants. And, you know, you look at the rest of them, uh, the group threes with Alex Galchenyuk and Phil Kessel. Uh, Anton Roussel, um, Anton Strahlman, who is probably a big keep for them if they can. 
Um, and then their group two is Lawson Cross, Barrett Hayton, and uh, Joseph Karner. Uh, is that how you say it, Joseph Karner? Um, I think so. Uh, anyway, that's a look at the Arizona Coyotes. So now we move on. Let's check with the Calgary Flames. Anything happened with Calgary today, Stephen? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay, let's move <laughs> on then. <laughs> well, let's see. I see one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, including uh, yeah. So that's a lot of a lot of signings there, uh, including somebody that I'm excited for is uh, Dansk, which is a name that Vegas fans should be uh should be familiar with. <laughs> it's the same. So that's uh, Oscar Dansk, of course. The signings um for Calgary that they signed, guys that they signed today, including Oscar Dance, the goalie, um, Dennis Gilbert, <clears throat> a good defenseman, solid defenseman, uh, Colton Pullman, who uh, I'm familiar with from his college days, um, Nick DeSimone, who another, uh, another good a, one. And that's a two-way deal. Yep. So Calgary, Calgary made some moves, but anything else happened in Calgary of note today? I see a uh, – let's see. What else do I see here? I see uh, – <laughs> Oh, quit. Oh, I, I know where you're – oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> what happened to Calgary today? Well, they didn't uh, They didn't get to keep uh, Johnny Goudreau. <laughs> Johnny Hockey. Johnny Moving Hockey. Moving on. The Moving reports on to... are, Stephen, the reports are, and then you can tell me where he went, that he left between 15 and $17 million on the table in Calgary because he obviously wanted to move on somewhere. So where did he want to go so desperately? The great city of Columbus, Ohio, and play the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wow. Wow. How about, how about that? Wow and wow. Um, Columbus also got another um, player from Calgary. They got Eric uh, Gudbrinson. Um, so they, they kind of I don't know if they were a package deal or just happened to be that way, but uh, Johnny Goudreau. And, and Columbus is and Columbus is thrilled uh, by this, by the way. Uh, uh, let me mention who wouldn't be right. So let me let me tell you the terms of this deal. So the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, as we mentioned, Johnny Goudreau. That's a seven-year contract. Uh, this so this is the uh, biggest name, of course, that went into free agency. One of the biggest names, if not the biggest name, was Johnny Goudreau, and it's a it's a stunning. Move, of course. Uh, let me mention this here. His deal with the Blue Jackets is for $68.25 million, uh, which has an average annual value of $9.75 million against the salary cap. Um, of course, this is significant because up to this point now, he had spent all his nine NHL seasons with Calgary, scored 609 points in 602 games. He had 115 points last season, which was a career high in 82 games and a career best. 40 goals. So there you go. Come on off a career year, and what happens? You get this big old contract. And, of course, he finished. Um, so here, here's what the Blue Jackets said on this. Uh, Johnny Goudreau is a superstar in the National Hockey League. We couldn't be happier to welcome him to the Columbus Blue Jackets family. Um, this was according to Columbus general manager. He is an elite player with great character that makes the players around him better. We are thrilled to add a player of his caliber to our group. Uh, this is an exciting day for our franchise, our fans, and the city of uh, Columbus. Um, now here, here's he will here's sell what, some tickets for the Blue Jackets. Let's oh yeah, they'll, right there. they'll get the money's worth uh, on that deal of uh, the money that they're paying him, because uh, there'll be a lot of buzz for that team now. 
um, in the, around the league and for for the fans there. Uh, you mentioned the 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 deal with Calgary. Um, well, they tried to they they really were tried to keep them. Uh, according to the Calgary side of things, they supposedly they put an eight year deal with an average annual value value of ten million dollars per season on the table. Obviously, mm-hmm. he, he turned that down, and he's getting what an average annual value of nine point seven five million dollars. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Um, and the general manager of the Flames said, "We did everything possible to keep John here. Uh, it's my strong belief that this that this is a family decision, and I respect that fully." Um, Goudreau is expecting a child with his wife Meredith Morris in the coming months. So, so that 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 was probably a big part of it too. So that just shows you that it's not always about the the money. A lot of times. It is where a lot of players won't go where the where the money is, but it's not always about that. There's always other factors too, and in this case, uh, this was a big. Well, decision. let's let, and let's be honest. I'm nothing against the great country of Canada, but uh, there is a difference of uh, dollars and cents and taxes and travel, and now with COVID restrictions, occasionally, um, you know, that all has an effect. I mean, if you were up in Canada during the pandemic, you were stuck there. Your family couldn't, if they weren't there, couldn't get there. You couldn't get out of there. So I get it, you know, I, I fully get it. And nobody really knows. I mean, you talk about COVID, there's a surge in uh, Colorado right now, a big surge going on uh, with hospitalizations again. So it's not over. Um, and this is a new strain I was told or I heard on the news today. Um, as I told you, my, my mechanic had two guys out. <laughs> um, he, the, the shop that I go to had two mechanics out with COVID. So. It's not over yet, certainly not here in Colorado and not around. So, yeah, it, there probably were a number of factors. But, you know, once again, he's an East Coast guy, and that moves him a lot closer to the East Coast uh, than Calgary and makes travel back and forth very much easier from Columbus to uh, anywhere on the East Coast. So good luck for, uh, for Johnny. I hope, he, I hope he's happy, and I hope things work out for him. Okay. Uh, before we take a break, let's go into the Colorado Avalanche, the defending now reigning Stanley Cup champions. They also were one of the busiest teams, Stephen, and Joe Sackick and um, uh, Mr. Mc, uh, McDonald, their new GM. The new GM, that's right. The yeah. new the Joe Sackick taking on a president role, and, uh, and yeah, you got a new GM for the Avs. Okay, so they were busy. Uh, they had their eyes set on what they wanted to do. They knew, and I think everybody in Colorado knew that there were guys that were going to leave, uh, i.e. the goaltender, Darcy Kemper. They knew they weren't going to be able to, to meet his contract demands, and he got a good one uh, for him in Washington. And then uh, you look at a guy like uh, Nazem Kadri. They're still trying and still talking with Nazem about you know, what they could possibly do to make him fit. But the guys that they had their sights on, they got Darren Helm on a one-year deal again, who I thought was just unbelievable in that fourth-line role and penalty kill role. Uh, they got Josh Manson on a four-year deal, which I thought was a steal. Uh, Arturi Lekkonen signed a five-year deal. Um, they went and got Houdin, Houdin um, from Tampa Bay on a one-year contract, which I think is going to be another Joe Sackick uh, special, if you will. They re-signed Johansson, their goaltender, um, to a one-year contract. He'll probably spend a lot of time with the Eagles. And then uh, Jacobs and Smallman also signed one-year contracts. They did lose a couple of people, Stephen. You know who they yeah, were? Uh, yeah, Bur- Burakovsky went to Seattle. Right, on a good deal. Yep, absolutely. And then Nico Strom 
went to San Jose. Nico Sturm. Nico Sturm, yep. Three-year deal with the San Jose Sharks. And they also... Uh, Dennis Gilbert, as Gilbert. we previously mentioned, went to Calgary. And the complete unrestricted free agent who was uh, both loved and hated at times this year in Colorado, Nicholas Ube Kubel, signed with uh, Toronto. And when I say hated, I don't use that word, uh, you know, directly as a hate thing, but he made a lot of mistakes at key times during the season and was uh, a lot of times, uh, at least in the fans' doghouse. He did play some some uh, really hard minutes in the playoffs, but uh, one of the guys that you thought you might lose, and they did. Yeah, and they still have some some UFAs in Group 3 that uh, haven't been signed yet or haven't left yet. Uh, Jordan Gross, uh, we mentioned Kadri is still in the mix. Uh, Stefan Matteau, uh, some of these are... Some of these are AHL, more AHL players. Keeper Sherwood. Keeper, yep. Dylan Sakura. Dylan Sakura, yep. Hunter Miska yep. is yep. in Group 6. So so there's still some players that could they could lose, but, you know. Yeah, I understand Hunter Miska's gone. I don't know where he went, but I was told he's gone. So, uh, And Roland, Roland McCown, McEwen, um, he played a lot with the Eagles. Of course, Dylan Sakura, Keeper Sherwood, Ryan Murray with some time there and time at the uh, the Avalanche, but Jack Johnson kind of one that's hanging around there. And of course the big one on that list is Nazem Kadri. Uh, we mentioned that Darcy Kemper is uh, on his way to the Washington Capitals, or we mentioned that he was leaving. I don't know if we said where, but your thoughts on Darcy and then we'll go to break. Well, I feel like I've, you should be, the, you're the Darcy Kemper expert. Okay. okay let me tell you. Uh, you, uh, you, you, we Dar- were always breaking down his play in the Stanley cup final. <laughs> Darcy is a, uh, a really nice guy. Um, he's an on and off goaltender. Um, I think he has a few issues here and there, um, i.e. Robin Leonard style, not quite that severe maybe. Um, but you know what? He won a Stanley Cup. He had a chance to get paid. He went to Washington on a five-year deal, getting about five mil a year, I think, on that deal, maybe a little more. So he wasn't going to get that from uh, from. Colorado, and I think his two choices were going to be um, Edmonton or Washington. And Edmonton, of course, went with. Uh, and I, I'll tease this right now because that's where we'll go next when we come back from break. But um, Edmonton got Jack Campbell from Toronto, so I think Jack Campbell, Darcy Kemper, about the same caliber goaltender. One was going to go either way in my book, and uh, wish Darcy the best of luck in Washington and. And um, Colorado will move on with. Uh, well, they with got Georgiev, yeah, like Georgiev, uh, which was which was great for New York. So, the Georgie and Frankie show. I keep telling you. All right, <laughs> let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's dive into. Uh, let me see who's up next. I guess the Dallas Stars fit our mold, so they'll come up next, and then we'll rock on from there. We'll be back in about three minutes. Play at the premier ACHA. One men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus. State-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. 
Hockey Podcast. No ACHA coverage tonight. Sorry, fans. It is a free agency frenzy in the NHL, and we thought uh, we better uh, take a little time to discuss that. Stephen Marsh and myself, Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. Stephen Marsh is always joining me from that beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. As I said, uh, the as, as I said, the hour <laughs> breakdown of UNLV's schedule will have to wait another week. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week, Rebel fans. <laughs> okay. Um, when the other teams come out with their schedules, we'll give them the same amount of time. 
Exactly. We need to fill uh, up the okay. summer somehow. We need to fill up the summer somehow. <laughs> uh, by the way, we'll be back with our uh, summer of strength. Ah, but tonight nice. was important because uh, it is the NHL free agency. It happened to fall on the Wednesday, and uh, we are here. So, um, okay, Dallas Stars, again, one of those teams that really didn't do much. Um, if you're seeing that, Stephen, tell us about the uh, the two signings for the Dallas Stars today. I see that Marsh Marchment uh, signed a four-year contract with the Stars, and then uh, the other one was Miller signing a two-year contract with Stars. And I believe that's uh, Colin Miller. Yes, that is the Colin Miller. Yes, uh, the, the Colin Miller. <laughs> the and Colin of course, Miller. Uh, <laughs> prayers and thoughts to go out to the Marchment family who lost. Uh, he lost his dad uh, very unexpectedly last week at the draft in Montreal. That was Mason Marchment, his dad Brian. Um, oh, that was very sad. Yeah, that was very. He was. Yeah. Yeah, that was very sad. So, sorry about that. Yeah, that uh, so was very sad. Good for uh, for Mason to get a four year contract with the Stars and continue on his career. Um, some big names in that lineup um, that that caught my eye is, of course, Jake Ottinger, the uh, the star goaltender, and Jason Robertson, both Group Twos. You knew they weren't going anywhere because compensation would have been, you know, astronomical. Uh, for somebody to sign them away. So that one. And then uh, a former UND player, uh, Jordan Kawaguchi, uh, is left on the unrestricted free agent list, uh, basically able to go wherever he wants at this point. So um, did you catch anybody on there that you thought uh, a little surprised that they're there? Or I know, didn't they re-sign Klingberg today too, or is that just still in the works? Yeah, I think it's still in the work because I don't see that on the I don't see that on the tracker here. Uh, they still have them listed in the group three there for UFAs, but doesn't say anything about being signed or yet. So I think that's still being being worked on. Um, I'm sure maybe there were rumblings about it, but nothing official yet on on that. Um, yeah, Dallas was kind of was kind of quiet. Um, you know, it's like I said, there's still time to go. Um, Jake Ottinger uh, is, is still out there and is a. You know, he's a free agent. He's not going anywhere. He's he not ain't going, going anywhere. anywhere. They'll they'll get something worked out there and and yep. uh, but yeah, getting uh getting Colin Miller, which of course was a with Golden Knights, of course we also spent some time in Buffalo and so it's a nice pickup for the stars, I think. He's he's a pretty pretty good player. Okay, let's go to the team that is not like the Arizona Coyotes and was handing out uh, long term contracts like they were candy today, that being the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, their first order of business, uh, re-signing Evander Kane to a four-year deal. Jack Campbell, as I mentioned, came over from Toronto on a five-year deal to play goaltender for him. Uh, Kulak agreed to a four-year contract. Uh, the name I love, Greg McKeg. I love it. I love it. Signed a two-year contract with the Oilers. And our old friend Calvin Pickard. Uh, I loved visiting with Calvin Pickard when he was a Golden Knight. Uh, signed a two-year contract with the Oilers as well. So Oilers definitely looking to improve their goaltending. I think that is what they have to do first and foremost. Your thoughts on Edmonton and their signings? And um, Well, you mentioned – well, you mentioned – I have to touch on – I mean, you mentioned uh, Evander Kane re-signing. That was kind of a big, you know, kind of a talking point going into free agency is would, would they even offer to bring Kane back? Would he get some – would they work out something – for him to stay in Edmonton, we all, of course know all the whole situation of uh, what Kane has been through and, and, and the troubles he got into a little bit. But he got a kind of a 
uh, a rebirth, so to speak, another a second chance, so to speak, with uh, or Edmonton third, or, four, or third or fourth or chance. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that's very true. Yes, but uh, you know he he was with the Sharks. Of course, we know what happened there. But it it was um, I I think it's uh, Kane is very, very excited to be back with Edmonton. Uh, he of course he announced his contract on on everybody's favorite site, Twitter, early Wednesday, saying I'm back. Uh, throughout the last 12 months, there have been lots of roadblocks, tons of adversity, and many tough days. I'm grateful for the tremendous support, amount of support from family, friends, teammates, and others who have helped me stay strong through those difficult times. So I think he, he was real appreciative of Edmonton taking the chance on him and, and, and helping him out through getting through those tough times and, and giving him an opportunity to, to go out and play. And, and he was he was a factor for sure in, uh, when he came with Edmonton, a big part of their uh, kind of their res- – their second half resurgence, so to speak, you know, to get to, into the playoffs and and, uh, and and get to the second round. But uh, so it's a good it's a good signing for them. I know a lot of people hate Kane and 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 you know, there's always people that are gonna hate him. But um, I guess if if he's gonna belong anywhere, it's gonna belong uh, with Edmonton because <laughs> he's there. He's there. He's there to stay now for a while, maybe till oh. the end of his career. The way and it I looks, think, but. and and that battle of Alberta is gonna be. Uh, it's going to be really nice with uh, Kane on one end of it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it won't be quite the same because Edmonton traded Cassian on a draft day deal to the Coyotes. So now that rivalry is going to have to be Calgary and Arizona. <laughs> Imagine that, getting a front row seat to see Kane and Cassian. <laughs> Get your tickets now for Arizona Coyotes home games at the ASU Multipurpose Arena in Tempe, Arizona. Tickets on sale now. <laughs> That's true. Tickets All might be gone. gone. That's true. It might be sold out by now. <laughs> get them on the get secondary on the market. market. I'm sure they're going to go for tons of money. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get off of the uh, Edmonton train here in just a second. Josh Archibald did sign with Pittsburgh. Uh, no surprise there. Um, uh, Kyle Turris being a group three kind of surprises me uh, that he's still out there at this point. But then again, it doesn't because he basically looks for uh, the best deal possible. Uh, he's done that his whole career, so good luck, Kyle Turris. And, of course, in the unrestricted, Brendan Perlini, uh, one of the Perlinis that uh, I know kind of well from their times in uh, in Arizona. So good luck to them. And Miko Koskinen as well is uh, still out there as a, as a UFA. And, and uh, an AHL, this guy... Uh, Group six UFA Cooper Marodi is still uh, still out there, and and he was more with uh, Bakersfield in the American Hockey League, but uh, he's he's still out there to be snagged up by somebody. Maybe it'd be Edmonton again. Maybe it'll be somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we move on from Edmonton to the LA Kings. Again, a team that wasn't real active, but they got some interesting names. Um, Brendan Lemieux resigned. I guess that was the big one. Copley and Paquette. Bisson, uh, both got one-year contracts with the Kings. What were your uh, thoughts on what the Kings did today? Yeah, they were pretty quiet today. Uh, just other than those deals, they lost a couple of players. Uh, Andreas at the seal to Chicago. Athens see you. Athens see you. Thank you. Athens see you. Yes. I'm like happy to see you. Like happy to see you. There you go. Chicago will be happy to see him. That's for sure. <laughs> that's where he's They'll be happy to see anybody at this point because they've completely unloaded. Like, uh, yeah. And so, so I, I, LA made a couple of moves today. That I think the one that they made before the uh, before the 
free agency started was was more significant, locking up somebody um, that they had on the long term. And I can't, can't put my name on name on it right now, but um, another key part of their roster. Oh, it was Adrian Kempe. Yes, they they did that about three three days ago. They assigned uh, extended Adrian Kempe for yep. four year extension, and that was a huge uh, move. So that was that was more of a big deal they did to before he became free agent. So uh, because he's been very valuable to LA. Uh, in his time there, and it's oh, LA fans and LA brass will be happy that they're able to keep him on a LA King sweater for the next four years. But that was not today, but that was just a few days before we got to free agency. But that was that was a big move that they made, uh, an extension that they did a few days ago. Okay, so then let's uh, let's uh, move on down the list, if I can use that term, as we fly on down to the San Jose Sharks. Anything happened with San Jose today? Well, let me look. Let me see. I <laughs> yes, you do. Brent Burns was traded yes. today. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yes, to me that is the big shocker um, yeah. that that happened. A um, uh, couple of things that I see on the San Jose line: uh, Lindblom, Lindblom, Blum, Bloom, however, signs a two-year contract with the Sharks, and of course Nico Sturm leaves the Avalanche and signs a three-year deal. So congratulations to Nico. Also, uh, a guy that I got to see a lot in college. Um, I will say that Alex Stalock uh, left to sign with Chicago. Uh, Alex Stalock, a bulldog from UMB. Got to get that in there. And uh, Brinson Passionate, with his health issues, was uh, not offered a contract and is an unrestricted free agent. So we wish uh, Brinson the very best of luck and hope that he can, uh, A, get his health back to to normal and, and back to the professional hockey level and then find a spot to play, whether it be back with San Jose down the road or um, somebody else. But, so do you, so you feel like he, he won't, he'll take a year off and he's got some health issues he's got to work through and then maybe look at next year signing or you think somebody, no, somebody will get no, he's taken two years off. I think it's two, under two control years. now. Um, so I think, but I think he's got a, he, he's been away from hockey for a while. So I think it's kind of reestablishing his value again. And I don't know if uh, that's going to be in San Jose or if he's going to get a look somewhere else. But if he's healthy, he's too good of a defenseman to not find a spot somewhere. Because his brother is still uh, still with the San Jose organization. Yes, Steen Passionate. Yep. Sure but I hadn't is. seen right. I hadn't seen Brinson in a while, so I was wondering about him. That's good. Good update on him. Uh, also, Zach Sawchenko is a UFA as well, and he was somebody that was in uh, the Barracuda last year. Got some good good time there, and uh, so he's a UFA, and we'll see where he ends up there. Okay, let's jump on to the uh, Seattle crack. But anyway, you, you mentioned the Burns thing. And I, you know, there was so much today, and I I remembered some, and then it's some kind of slip. But, yeah, the Burns thing, I, I'm looking. I, I just can't imagine him in, in Carolina. I mean, it's going to be. Nobody can, uh, Stephen. Nobody can. <laughs> and, and we're going to get to another big pickup that Carolina got today. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a but, signing. But, uh, yeah. It's, but, uh, and neither was the, the Burns thing. It was a trade. And, actually, San Jose is, is retrain, retaining 33% of Brent Burns' salary, which is even more of a shock to me. But, anyway. The other pickup that they got, <laughs> that that, that team is not that. retaining nope. any of that salary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, uh, Seattle Kraken are next. Uh, Kuhlman signs a one-year contract. Uh, Burakowski, as we mentioned earlier, uh, leaves the uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche and signs a nice five-year contract. So uh, 
congratulations, Andre. That was well-earned. And, uh, again, he became a numbers game here in Colorado. He just uh, – they just couldn't sign everybody, and they knew it. Um, and he was uh, the guy that got a nice contract with the Kraken. So, but but not really a him. big but not really a big list for them because they're the they're still in their expansion phase. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys they got in the expansion draft were still still under contract or still you're playing with them. So there's not wasn't a lot of players that were uh, available because you look at their groups are very very small compared to other other teams. So yeah, exactly. Um, and then of course. Uh, the unrestricted there, Ryan Donato jumps out at you, Hayden Fleury, uh, Daniel Sprong, uh, unrestricted free agents with Seattle. So we'll see we'll what they keep, do. And we could keep in mind that this this season now, the Seattle organization, their their AHL level will be in will be in Palm Springs and Coachella Valley. So Coachella uh, Valley. So we'll see him a little bit more up stop, close. Stop then. the Palm Springs, Paul Hornstein. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I told Paul if he keeps calling him Palm Springs, there's no way we're getting media credentials there. It's just not going to happen. It's Coachella Valley. Coachella Valley. Yeah, Coachella <laughs> Valley, the, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So we're going to see see a lot of these – some of these guys that are in the Seattle organization, they'll get an opportunity to uh, – they were in Charlotte. I think they, they had their affiliation with Charlotte the last season. Um, as Seattle was new in in the league, but now they're going to have this new team in the American Hockey League in Coachella Valley. Okay, so we got three to go and uh, not a lot of time, so let's uh, jump right into it. St. Louis Blues. Uh, they were, again, one of the ones I would consider kind of active. They uh, they got some of their own guys re-signed uh, in uh, Nick Letty, uh, in uh, William Bitten, um, is it Thomas Grace? Is that who I'm seeing here? They signed your one-year deal. Yeah, it seems yes. like yeah, Grace. Thomas Grice. Grice. Yeah, Grice. He had uh, he was with the Red Wings. Uh, he got a one-year, one point two five million dollar contract. He uh, he had three point six six goals against average, and he's thirty six years old. So it's kind of an interesting. I yeah, that's why an interesting I, side. That's why you kind of. I think that's why you kind of were stunned by that a little bit. I was. <laughs> I was. You know, thirty-six-year-old uh, goalie uh, had a 10 15 and one record last year in thirty-one games for Detroit. So, you know, he got he gets one point two five million dollars. I mean, uh, to me, I mean, he's established a little bit, but to me, there's other goaltenders that are really good. Probably have better numbers of that, and they aren't getting that. But that's probably because they haven't been in the league as long. They haven't established. I guess they haven't established their here, their here. stock, but. Here's two names I want to throw at you that you're going to be – well, one of them anyway. Um, David Perron decides yeah. to go to Detroit. Yeah, it didn't work out for, uh, <laughs> didn't work out for Perron in St. Louis. I think, I think they were going to look to see if they were going to try to keep him in St. Louis. Obviously, he was in St. Louis, and then you know he came to Vegas in the expansion draft, and then, then he went b- back to St. Louis. And I'll be uh, honest with you, Stephen. I, I want to stand up there. I, I think David Perron – was would have been the key had he been totally himself during that that Vegas run. I really liked his game, and I just don't think he was completely healthy. And I think that hurt him against the Capitals, or Vegas might already have a cup. Um, and I like what David Perron has done uh, in St. Louis. I'm su- kind of surprised because I know he was kind of a pain in the rear end occasionally, but um, he's uh, moving on to Detroit, and Detroit's got a kind of a exciting young lineup with some veterans that can lead. Well, let me, let me read you this quote from Perron in the, in the release about this, the signing. He says, obviously there are several options. I was bouncing around in my head with my agent, my family and everyone. 
Uh, the Red Wings are a team with some of the signings that happened today. Uh, they're ready to take the next step in their evolution as a team, and I wanted to be a part of that. I think you kind of alluded to that, what, what Detroit's been doing here. The, by the way, the, the, the deal is a two-year, $9.5 million contract, um, so that's an average annual value of 4.75, so that'll go against the cap. But, yeah, he's he's had 57 uh, points, so he, he's well, – yeah. And of course, he was drafted yeah. by St. Louis, so drafted by St. Louis, played with them, then went to Vegas, then came back to St. Louis, won a cup with St. Louis. So I'm sure that was very fulfilling for him. And and but now he has an opportunity with uh, with uh, the Red Wings to to, to be oh. part of what they're trying to do in, in Detroit and, and revamp their team and and turn things. I'll around. give you a, I'll give you a name in Detroit. Steve Eiserman. Um gets a chance to play for Steve Eiserman. Uh, that's a that's that a familiar name in the hockey in the hockey realm. Yeah, being the GM now and uh, been there for a couple of years in that role, I think David Perron is the guy that's going to fit nicely in there and will probably really respect the organization with uh, Steve Eiserman at the top. Um, the other name, Dakota Joshua, who I saw play a lot in, in college as well, uh, left as a Group 6 UFA and uh, signed with Vancouver. So Dakota Joshua, good player. That, uh, that moved on, and I don't know if it was a numbers game or if he just was ready to move on, but he has moved on to Vancouver. So as he moves on, we're going to move on to Vancouver because they're up next, and they might have been the busiest of all the teams today, um, a bunch of signings. Uh, you want to jump into Vancouver? Yeah, Kalyanuk uh, agreed to a one-year contract with the Canucks. Lazar, a three-year deal. Uh, Joshua, a two-year contract. Uh, uh, Delia, uh, a one-year contract. Uh, Di Giuseppe, a one-year deal. And uh, Mikhaev, hopefully I said that right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Mikhe- a good one. He got a nice four-year contract. Mikhaev, a four-year contract, yeah. <laughs> but they lost Madison Bowie. He signed with Montreal. Uh, they lost uh, Herzog Halak uh, to the Rangers. That could uh, hurt. Mi- that could hurt. I like yep. Halak. Yeah, like Halak was lot. good. Nick Patan went to Minnesota. So they still have some. Brandon Suter is still out there as a UFA. Uh, Brad Richardson is a name still out there. Um, and, and they're also Sheldon Ramp, Rempel. But that's interesting because I thought I thought he was signed to. I thought he. Well, that was a different Rampel. But I was going to say, I thought Vegas <laughs> signed a, a Rampel. Yeah, well, that might have no, been a that's different. a different one. Okay. Okay, so uh, they were active. Uh, obviously, Vancouver was on the rise last year. They just got off to such a horrendous start before they got Boudreaux. Uh, that they and I, and when they got Bo- when, they, when they got Boudreaux, man, that really that really turned things around. It's 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 real interesting when you when you get a coaching change in, and certainly we're familiar with with it here in Vegas. So we had we had in season coaching change. We just had one here in the off season. But we've seen we saw with Edmonton. Edmonton really was struggling, and a lot of things were going wrong there. They take out Dave Tibbet. They bring in, uh, they promote uh, the guy from Bakersfield, and uh, Woodcroft, and all of a sudden Edmonton just they started. It was like a, it was like a I don't know. It was it was real. They started playing a lot better, and they they ended up getting the playoffs. The number two seed got to the second round, and obviously Woodcroft gets uh gets the full title now, and he gets to stay there. Boudreaux, I mean. They were fighting really to the end with Vegas and other teams that were right on the cusp of making the playoffs. And uh, so Vancouver could be a team that we want to watch out for uh, next year uh, for sure. Now you're going to have a full season with Boudreaux. Obviously, they've made a lot of moves here to try to better their roster. So uh, watch out for them. Okay. Only one team left. They're in your neck of the woods. Take it away, Vegas Golden Knights. 
Well, well, I might have a little bit of uh, <laughs> I might have a little bit of insight on on this one here <laughs> with Vegas being so close right, to home. But... That's why I left it to you, my friend. Well, let's 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 go with the uh, the big news today, which was not the uh, signing, is the uh, trade for uh, Max Pacioretty going to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Max Pacioretty and also Dylan Coughlin going to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for basically nothing. I mean, the future considerations. But this is kind of another situation with the uh, the cap. Uh, Pacioretty's contract was pretty expensive. I. I I think it's. I think it was over eight million, right, or something somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, it was up there. It up there, up and there. so Dylan I think it was Coughlin, seven, I think seven it was million, and then Coughlin's about. Yeah, I think seven, then Coughlin's was like a million or something. So that's cleared up eight eight million in space. Um, really getting nothing in return, as I said, just really needing to, to clear up cap space, and and this one's going to be kind of. I know this is going to kind of ruffle the feathers of Vegas fans, and you know we we'll kind of go through this again with what happened last summer, which we won't which we won't we won't go down that road again but you know it's 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 a tough situation because vegas really we know they're right up against the cap and they they have to make some sort of big move to clear up some space and, and patch well, is, is can i interject that... something and let you comment on it sure let, okay let, let me say this um vegas the, their fan base from day one has been incredible and they gravitated to their players because they uh, they fell in love with their players, to be honest with you. They liked them all. They wanted to be a part of it. They bought their jerseys. And uh, that's a hard thing to do um, because, you know, guys are getting up in age. And, you know, my fear was that they were going to break up the Marcheseau, Carlson, and Smith line. And I think if you want to see a revolt, there would have been a revolt in Vegas for sure. So Absolutely. Max Pacioretty was a fan favorite. You got to understand that Max is getting up there in age. He was brought in to try to win a Stanley Cup uh, the next two or three years he was here. Now he's at the end of the contract. He's been injured. So while it's tough, tough to see him go, I think that uh, it was better him than Riley Smith. And you can tell us about Riley Smith. Yeah, so fans can be breathe a sigh of relief that Riley Smith is uh, sticking around. I, Riley Smith is one of the, you know, Flurry was obviously one of the most popular ones when he was here. And, but Riley Smith, I think, is right up there. Really, the, the original Misfits that are left are very popular. But Riley Smith, everybody loves Riley Smith here. He's got the, the his charity softball game that he's doing uh, this next Monday. And, and, and he really wanted to be in Vegas. I, he's done several interviews this week. He's going to speak to the media tomorrow, as well as, as well as Kelly McCrimmon about the moves that they made today. But um, but Riley Smith, uh, yeah, he was signed for a three-year contract worth an ad- average annual value of $5 million. So Riley Smith will be staying in Vegas uh, for the next three seasons. And, and Riley Smith has said he wants to retire here. And I, and I think... And what's interesting, I heard today that Riley Smith does not have an agent. You know, a lot of these players have agents, and that always can be kind of fun when you have to deal with them. But Riley Smith doesn't have an agent, so he does everything himself. And I think you look at both sides, and I think Vegas gets a steal a little bit because it's not super expensive. And but Riley gets what he feels like maybe is, is fair to him. But maybe you know he gets to stay here in Vegas, which he's come to really love to playing in here in this in this city. So that that's that is good to to see. Um, uh, we mentioned the other two. I mentioned the other moves that Vegas made today. They signed Brett Howden uh, to a $1.5 million uh, one-year contract. Uh, I think Jonas... that's a good one, Stephen. I think Brett Howden's a good player. Brett Howden's a good player, so you so you think that was a good good, yeah. co- good 
good signing there. I like okay. that. I like that for a million and a half. You bet. Yep, uh, Jonas Ronbeerk, who's been a staple in the organization. He's been some time with obviously a lot of time with Henderson, but did did get some NHL games in last season. Gets another. It gets a three year contract, so he's going to be sticking around for a little while longer uh, in the organization for seven hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six. As we know, the um, that's, that's way too many bit, sixes. That's a little bit more than the uh, the minimum. <laughs> the minimum did go up a little bit this year, so. Uh, that's the other guy, Sheldon Rempel. That was the name, Sheldon Rempel. Two-year deal with uh, Vegas. Um, uh, two-year deal, so AHL, NHL, uh, $762,500. Which, uh, and then, uh, and then Byron uh, Frosi, a two-year contract, um, $762,500. And then Michael Hutchinson, the goaltender, uh, a one-year contract for $750,000. Okay, so the the surprises, I guess, to me would be. The UFAs, Jack Dugan, Dylan Ferguson, Ben Jones. Um, I got to feel like they're all coming back, but I could be wrong. Um, the group yeah, six, I don't, Gabe I don't, out there. Uh, yeah, I don't Gabe know about that. Well, I, I, I would think that Gage would come back. I mean, I, I mean, how many opportunities do you get to play in a city you grew up in? I mean, he gets to, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I know it's you want the opportunity to play in the NHL, and, and Gage is a – a good player. He's had some. He's so you know, close, Stephen. He's, he's had so some, close. He's had some health things that has kind of, you know, he's been out for periods of time because he's had some health things, and and uh, and so there, that's kept him from really being able to be consistently in the in the lineup the last year or so. I think uh, COVID doing with some of that. So it's. I think if he's healthy and can get an opportunity, you know, he he might have had an opportunity last year with all the coughs that they had, but as I said, he he wasn't healthy. So it was tough for him to stay in the lineup for a long period of time. But hopefully he'll stay here in, in, in the organization because I think having that uh, having that is a, is a great uh, – great. it's always sometimes about the story too, just having somebody that's from, from the area playing here on, the, on this team. Um, is, well, is I think – and I think the overview of, of Vegas is I think they got um, really excited after getting to the Stanley Cup final in year one. And I think they wanted to add names like Pacioretty and, um, you know, big big name players to try to go get that cup in year two or three. And when it didn't work, they found out year four and five, um, now you're just a little too old and you're a little too expensive. And now you got to start figuring out how you're going to rebuild this for the long term with some veterans and some young guys. Because you got to make the salary cap thing work, and Jack Eichel obviously taking what ten million of it. Um, that Mark Stone is nine nine million dollars in his contract, so that's yeah. So you got two guys that are right up there. So I don't think there was much of an option. It was Patchetti or Marshall or Carlson or Smith, and I think they opted to go that route because um, let's be honest, Max is getting up in age, and. Uh, you know, I yeah, wish and, him the and best he, of luck he, in Carolina, but you know what? He he just didn't. He wasn't durable he was, enough to keep playing. He had a lot of injuries too, and you know, and that's, that's what part I mean. of the. And he was not as sharp as he was in when he first came here and stuff, and was a big, big, big key thing for the the Golden Knights. Uh, some of the other free agents, and these are some of these are restricted free agents, so they still gotta, you know, kind of get these guys signed and or, or get these guys signed. Nick Hague, uh, Keegan Colasar. Uh, and then Nick, Nicholas Waugh and then a couple AHL guys like Lashijan and Pahal, but but uh, Haig and Kolasar and Wa- uh, Nicholas Waugh still have to to be signed too. So yeah, they needed to clear up the space. So um, I know it's going to be uh, I know it's going to make it's going to 
going to be a lot of talk about this and the, you know, and everything, especially since what they gave up at the time to get patch ready. And it, but from a dollar standpoint, um, you're right. It was either going to be this or not re-signing Smith or, or not re-signing, uh, you know, or, or trading another guy, well, like Carlson well, or Marshall. And, and let me let me put a little perspective into this one more time. Um, Vegas was in the Stanley Cup final in year one. They felt, and I'm sure Bill Foley felt like, hey, we're just a couple of pieces away from going over the top and maybe winning in year two and maybe in year three. Now, let's say that they do that. Let's say that they win in year two and year three. Now you look back at it and you go like, wow, that was a very gutsy and good move to go get guys like Pacioretty and when you had Statsny and guys like that because they pushed you over the top. But because it didn't push them over the top, now people are trying to second guess it and going like, why would you ever have done that? Why would you? But I think the thing also that irritates people now is um, they gave away Flurry for nothing. Now they gave away Pacioretty for nothing. And that, that's the big thing because people, these are these are really good players that you gave away for nothing because of what you had to do. You had to, you know, the, the money situation. So you couldn't get anything in which you couldn't didn't really yeah. get draft picks. You didn't get you a, had no choice. You didn't get a player back uh, because teams didn't want. You know, they they knew the situation. They, knew they had you. Yeah. And and they Vegas was in a bind, and so they another team benefits from that getting a player like Pacioretty, uh for basically nothing and and. Uh, and Chicago get the time getting getting flurry for for nothing, but um, but what you got to look at again is if they had won the cup in year two or three with these guys, it, the whole outlook would have been different. Everybody in Vegas would have been saying like, "That's awesome! We won the cup. We won the Stanley Cup. We went to the finals the first year. We won it in the second and third. And that's what I believe the game plan was. And I think they were looking to win that cup early because they thought they were close. And when it didn't work out. Um, now you're stuck with it. So now you got to rebuild. And I think they're on the right path now. I think they, they're going to have a nice mix of players. We talked about Brendan Besson and his opportunity that was created, where I know we're running out of time. But um, I do think that they've got some talent and they can uh, they can make things work. So, um, well, that's we'll leave, uh, it on, we'll leave it I, on I, unless you've got a couple more, a couple more things you want to throw out there quickly. I think the one... Uh, Claude Giroux going to Ottawa shocked the daylights out of me. Yeah, well, I I think Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, Bill Foley, the coaches all hope that what you just said about Vegas, that they could have a good good team together to to do it. But yeah, the Claude Giroux thing was a uh, was a bit of a was a bit of a surprise too. So um, I I think overall, just kind of sum it up, it was very active uh, free agency day. I was trying to think about in years past when we've had free agency day, uh, how active it was. And, and some, some years it seems to be more active than other. I don't know. It seemed to be, seemed to be pretty active, but, uh, there's still a lot that's going to come out over the next days or weeks or months. It always seems like when you come to this sort of thing, this, this free agency day, it's every, so many teams are want to get these done as soon as possible because these players are, you know, free. Somebody else will lock, lock them up. There's no, there's no strings attached. You know, if they, they bet, they put an offer out there. If the player likes it, then they take it. So there's not, you know, so um, it's, it's, but it seems like it's the first day you have all this. And then now we're going to probably go through, I don't know, weeks and stuff that we won't really hear, hear much, especially as we get into the true off season where there's, you know, we just, before the season starts and then we might hear about deals here and there, but, um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think this was certainly a very active uh, free agency, start of free agency uh, for sure. 
Yeah, I, I just don't think the hockey season has slowed down. The NHL season has slowed down at all because we missed it during the pandemic. It came back with a vengeance. There were great games. There was an all-star game in Vegas. There was uh, a great Stanley Cup playoffs, especially for, for people here in Colorado. They loved it. Uh, the Stanley Cup final ended uh, just a couple of weeks ago, so it was later than normal. Then it jumped right into the draft and then the development camp and then free agency. So there hasn't really been a break, and I think that's why you're kind of feeling the same way I do, like it was kind of an exciting free agency because normally we have a little time between Stanley Cup final and free agency. And now I you know, I hear around here in Colorado, and I, I know we're running out of time, but uh, in Colorado they're saying, wow, was everybody going to be healthy by the start of training camp because they had such a deep run so late into the year. But uh, talk is that everybody will be healthy and ready to go. And I know there's some guys out there that had knee surgeries and stuff that uh, won't be ready for the start of the season. But um, for the most part, um, I think that's why the excitement it just never ended, right? There was never a break. It just went from one thing to the next. And as Paul Hornson would say, that's just fine with him. <laughs> yeah, it's fine with me too. I mean, it's I'm looking forward to a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. I think after we have development camps finished up this week, and then um, we'll, uh, there'll be some not as much going on with with that side of things. But sooner than you know it, it's going to be uh, September. Uh, rookie camps will open up. There'll be training camps, and and things will be getting going at the at the, at the professional level. And and uh, it, yeah, right. It just and I think also when we the last couple of years because of the pandemic and the schedules got so wonked up. We've had all this. Everything was been condensed, but it's it's going to be nice to kind of see things kind of get back to a a. Uh, so I think we get back to now a, a regular calendar uh, NHL calendar uh, with the season starting in what middle of October, regular season ending in beginning of April, and the, the Stanley Cup final going all Stanley Cup playoffs going all the way till what the middle of June, second or third week of June, uh, which is when instead of going into late June, you know, so or even the year before where it went into July, so. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be nice to see everything kind of, and then free agency day will be on July first. Everything will be back to back to a normal calendar. It's taken us a little bit through the pandemic to get there, but it'll be nice to to kind of have everything back. On. Okay, my friend, you're running out of time, so take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by uh, the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. ACHA Division I Hockey and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Drury Inn & Suites. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express. Authentic Mexican food, fresh from our family recipes, with six East Valley locations. 
the Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the now IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will uh, say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. I tell you again, we will be back with ACHA uh, talk next week on the Great West College Hockey Podcast. We also want you to tune in on YouTube to the Pro Hockey West Report. Uh, myself, Stephen Marsh, and Nick Maxson bring you all the latest in the AHL and can, NHL in the Western can, half can, of the United States. Can we disclaimer that some of the stuff that will be airing tomorrow was prior to today, so yeah. Yeah. some of it will so the yep. people know that it has been pre-recorded before, uh, pre-recorded before yep. the stuff that happened today. So that's people, okay. Enjoy but it, but show. it's <laughs> but it's still going to be no, it's still going to be good, and we it's still going to be a good discussion. And there's some great things about the Colorado uh, Eagles. Uh, game day things and, and a nice interview you did there. So that'll be airing and, and talk about development camps and stuff. So that'll be airing tomorrow. All right. We'll say good night. Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro coming up next. Good night, everybody. <laughs>